When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Hockey fans, are you ready to brave the wild? With me, your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Wygen. Brave the Wild is available on all of your favorite podcasting apps and is also on the Hockey Podcast Network, THPN. Thank you so much for having me on board there. Kyle and Dylan, Dylan and Kyle, thank you guys so very much for having me on board there. Coming in out of Vancouver, British Columbia. Thank you, listeners, once and always for downloading and listening to this show. It is a great pleasure to be back aboard with you once again today. We're going to get caught up with the draft, free agency, and of course hear from you in our fun, epic fan interaction segment, which we always enjoy, including a poll and all of that. So here it is, draft and free agency, Minnesota Wild 2023. <music> So, of course, this will be a two-segment shot, basically, kind of be draft-free agency here, and fan interaction segment numero duh, or no, <laughs> numero dos, I'm just kidding, or, or duh, you know, yeah. Anyhow, <laughs> let's jump straight into it as soon as possible. The Minnesota Wild did draft six players, and all of that pretty much stood pat. Wild did not trade up or anything crazy like that. It'd be fun, but it just didn't happen. Um, it's not the NFL draft, you know, where you make trades every 10 seconds to Trade up, trade down, trade up, trade down. There were possibilities the Wild could have done either, but they didn't, you know what I mean? And, of course, they're not going to comment on who they were looking at that got taken away, but I'm sure Miller was one of them, unfortunately, as, of course, extremely frustrating with how that took place. But, uh, yeah, we'll get to that in about 10 seconds here. Of course, shock of the century, Connor Bedard did go number one to the Chicago Blackhawks, but then there was a surprise with number two, Leo Larson going to the Ducks. Instead of uh, Adam Fantilli, so I'm sure the Columbus Blue Jackets at number three were pretty happy. That's payback, by the way, for the um, <clears throat> Minnesota Wild getting Gabrick ahead of them. But then again, um, the Wild actually were super lucky that year. It was kind of like the Wild being lucky because the New York Islanders got cute and took uh, Rick DiPietro way back in 2000. So it's kind of similar that way where the Ducks got cute. And then, the and then uh, yeah, <laughs> Adam Fantilli slips to the Columbus Blue Jackets. So... Center? Center is anybody? Center is anybody? Yeah. <laughs> Four of the first four picks, at least William Smith. Uh, and then Montreal went a little different. Rainbacher, number five. 
Arizona said, okay, we'll take a defenseman too, blah, blah, blah. Um, we continue to move down, down, down. The uh, Vancouver Canucks took Tom Willander, of course. Uh, again, I'm not going to get too into detail of who liked who, but uh, I do know Derek liked uh, Derek Felska, of course, of Crease Assist Podcast, liked uh, Tom Willander. It was like somebody to talk about. Maybe we trade up and all that such. Uh, Daniil Butt, that's a funny name, going to Arizona. Arizona with multiple picks in the top uh, top 12, anyway. Um, yeah, I had a train of thought with something, and of course I lost it. But um, it'll come back. Minnesota Wild eventually would get to pick at 21st. As a, a certain player kept slipping, 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 you figured Miller was going to go somewhere, 12th, 13th, 14th, 15th, something like that. And then there he was. There he was. He slipped all the way to 19, but then that's the Blackhawks. Yeah, they're going to take him, aren't they? They're going to take Oliver Miller. You sons of... Of course they did. They took Oliver Miller. What assholes. Isn't that just wonderful? Um, Oliver Moore. I don't know why I kept calling him Miller. It's like I have basketball on the mind. Oliver Miller. I think Oliver Moore would be a little more mobile than Oliver Miller even in his prime. Yeah. I I don't know why. So it's been coming out of my mouth incorrectly, like forever. But what do you expect? I'm a sports rube. Uh, yep, and then Edward Stale goes to the Kraken. Stale away, sail away. And then the Wild take Charlie Strummel. Hmm. Huh? Well, all right. Um, well, size. Size matters. And I guess it's like we're not going to get necessarily this super stud scoring guy. So we'll go with Charlie Strummel going to Strummel. Strummel. I know I'm probably saying it wrong because I'm always saying everything wrong. Six foot three, two twelve, right shot center. Obviously, right shot centers are insanely valuable and all that. Uh, he's going to Wisconsin, the Wisconsin Badgers, and already did last year as a freshman. It was a crappy start. They had a terrible season, but Stromel definitely has talent. There's definitely something there. Uh, you don't want to write him off too quickly. Freshman year sometimes can be a bust. I mean, Matt Boldy started out poorly, actually, believe it or not, and then he started getting a bigger role with the team again with uh, Boston. College and he blew up and got much better. And Matt Boldy's well, we'll see. <laughs> he's a thirty. He's a thirty goal scorer in the NHL. Uh, a bit streaky so far, but it is what it is. Only twelve points in thirty three games. I remember looking at that and thinking, hmm, that's it, huh? I remember uh, on the last episode and all that. And of course, I got people mixed up about who liked who and what liked what. So I apologize for that. Some of my ramblings and such. Oh, this person really liked this guy, and yeah, they kind of liked him, but not as much as. Uh, I was interpreting on the show, so I apologize to uh, anybody on the Crease Assist podcast. I might be like, oh, she liked him a lot. And yeah, she kind of did. So it was one of those, like their second or third, you know, just names mentioned of people they'd be interested in uh, at the 21st pick. A lot of people calling this one a bit of a reach, but there is definitely a talent there. It's um, And there's still a chance. At least there's some skating ability and... Of course, uh, there's more of a scoring ability than it may show, and strength and size, and obviously his at his young age he can put on more muscle at already 212 pounds and six foot three. There's definitely something to work with, and plus the fact he's willing, more than willing to be you know in the mix so to speak. And isn't that what we've been complaining about pretty much forever in the postseason? Are guys that are just you know they're just kind of like staying back, they're staying in the high slot, you know, and all that, and they're just not digging into the nitty-gritty and such, and that's what you need in the postseason. So Charlie Schrammel's value uh, could become something someday, we hope. Of course, developing in college is not a bad thing, and now he's got Mike Hastings as head coach uh, versus Granado before. 
I'm surprised Granado didn't work out, but I guess he didn't. Uh, sometimes, I don't know. It's a, it's, a, it's a name, but sometimes the name isn't always the game. I don't know when it comes to coaching, I suppose. And the whole thing, like I said, uh, last show is remember how the Green Bay Packers responded to Randy Moss being drafted? It was like cornerback, 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 defensive back, cornerback. And then they had one of the best secondaries in the NFL the next couple of years, and it was frustrating as hell to play against the Green Bay Packers, despite having Randy Moss, who, you know, there was too much Moss in the end zone and all that cool stuff <clears throat> in Lambeau Field in 98, and we enjoyed it thoroughly. Every second about that game, it was like the first pass of the game. Touchdown, Randy Moss. And then it's like, oh, shoot, there's a flag. Somebody was holding or something like that. And then the next play, this is like, you know, touchdown anyway. So it was a fun night, the the rainy night in Lambeau and all that. Back in 98, <clears throat> the Vikings went to 5-0. and And Al Michaels went as far as to say, wow, this is the best team in the NFC right now. There's no doubt. And that was as the Packers were looked on as the absolute emperors. Not the kings, but the emperors of the NFC. Why am I getting into that? Other than the Minnesota Wild taking a bunch of centers, hopefully, yeah, because again, the Vikings right after that ran into a lot of frustrations. Well, hopefully the Minnesota Wild will run into a situation where we have a lot of good centers that can actually do something, like do stuff. Remember the little stick figure that's poking the bear saying do stuff or poking the Wild logo saying do stuff? Yeah, well, the Wild took centers with their first three picks in the draft. 21st overall for Charlie Strammel. University of Wisconsin, Big Ten, Rasmus Kumpalainen, and I'm probably saying it incorrectly. I don't think Stramel is too hard to say, but Rasmus Kumpalainen, another Finnish center. So we're going to come back to that in a couple seconds here. Apologize, kind of maneuvering around through ads and such, which is always a lot of fun. But a Finnish center, and these guys tend to have some success in the NHL. We'll see just how much. Um, my God, he's 17 years old. He's 17 years old. He turns 18 on my anniversary, interestingly enough. I'm making it all about me here. It's about me. It's my anniversary on the 8th of August. No, it's not. Happy birthday, Rasmus. I'd actually rather celebrate that birthday at this point. But, well, don't don't tell anybody I said that. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. <laughs> under 18, uh, he was the alternate captain. The alternate captain on under 18... World Junior Classics, three goals, two assists. That's very awesome. Uh, Pelletat, Pelletat loan, two games only there. Under 20, though, for the Pelicans. Got to like that. Um, under 20, It's an under 20 team, of course, and he's way under 20. In 41 games, he had 11 goals and 23 assists, 34 total points. One goal, one assist in the postseason. So, well, it is what it is. Half a point a game there. And in the International Junior he had uh, 20, in 20 games, he had 8 goals, 9 assists, 17 total points. Again, somebody that's going to take time to develop, and we'll see him eventually someday coming in out of Finland. But there's there's definitely hope there. So people kind of like, and, and again, it's like you got to take your chances. It's kind of like, again, we're kind of like almost going more for just obviously, I won't call it a shot in the dark. There obviously is a strong opinion about these guys. But we're definitely going for size at the center position. Uh, hopefully it's not like <laughs> the kind of size the Wild went for after getting beat by the Ducks in the playoffs. And then, you know, couldn't do crap after that. We couldn't even make the playoffs. So, like, as long as it's not the wrong type of size, eventually, hopefully, we're going to hit the dartboard and it's going to be closer to the bullseye rather than on the outer edge or sticking into the wall or something, like completely missing 
uh, guys like A.J. Thielen, pardon me, and um, <clears throat> many others in the past where you maybe would hit the very outer side like Benoit Puglia. A fourth overall pick should be a better player. And then the Minnesota Wild eventually wind up with a skilled guy named Riley Height. Riley Height. And hopefully he will rise to higher <coughs> heights. Sorry. Coming in out of the Western Hockey League, the WHL. We always love the WHL. Saskatoon. Yep, Saskatoon in Canada there. Saskatchewan, I believe is what I'm saying. Five foot eleven, hundred and... 80 pounds, basically. Left shot, center or left winger. He can play both. So, uh, and very freshly turned 18 back at the, well, kind of, I guess. I thought I was seeing May, but it's March. Um, but a very, very skilled player. A lot of people insanely intrigued about this one. And when there were polls put out, who are you most excited about in the draft in the first uh, first uh, first three picks and all that? Ended up being uh, Riley Hyde for sure. So, 97 points. 25 goals, but the big key here is 72 assists. 72 assists. So, maybe a little bit of Pierre Marc Bouchard action, a little bit of, uh, dare we say, uh, Mikhail Granlund action. So, Granlund, Gronlund. Gronlund is actually the real pronunciation. Yeah, we've said that 50 times. Thank you very much for that. Um, eight points in nine playoff games, two goals, six assists. So, definitely more of a playmaker than a goal scorer, but a capable goal scorer. It's not like he had five goals. He had 25. So that's something to work with. He's definitely got the skill. He can skate and all that, but not at the top of the level, obviously. And that's why he wound up going a little bit later in the draft than maybe he would have liked, I'm sure. But again, that's kind of how it goes. 64th pick uh, overall. Second round pick, Riley Height at the end of the draft there. Minnesota Wild able to get at the end of the second round to get Riley Height. So that was obviously a decent feeling there. Um, of course, Charlie Strammel is a Minnesota native. If you didn't hear about that 50 times already, I might as well bring it up. St. Paul, Minnesota. It sounds familiar. Um, a, a guy he admired growing up was Zach Parisi. So we're at that point now where guys like Zach Parisi would be like my version of Kirby Puckett, a guy significantly older that I grew up watching and loved very much. So that's what it's like. That's, <laughs> that's what it's like at this stage when you're talking about guys born in 2005. So, super, super young individuals. The Minnesota Wild would have to wait about 80 picks later, or 75 to be exact. Aaron Pionk coming out of Hermantown, Minnesota. Ever heard of Hermantown? Anybody ever heard of Hermantown? Anyone out there? Anybody that's ever heard of the state tournament before in Minnesota? Yeah, Hermantown. It's as Hermantown as it gets. Uh, he played for the Waterloo Blackhawks, U.S. Hockey League. He's a defenseman, left shot defenseman, and believe it or not, that's become more of a need than it used to be. Uh, you know, and of course, you can never have enough defensemen in the system because uh, most of them aren't—I don't know—most of them don't translate to the National Hockey League. It's just a fact. Same with the forwards and the centers, of course, or they'll make it in their bottom sticks, or they're the bottom pairing at best. And you know, it's the next uh, John Merrill, Wahoo. Um, Thirty-six points in sixty games, though, so decent numbers, decent numbers. Uh, he's, he's decent. He's got decent size, and he's got time to grow. Unfortunately, an older pick, but that's how that goes. Twenty years of age, so he's, he's one of the older guys. It seems like every year there's an older guy. He's a he's a young man that could wind up with Iowa as soon as this year because he's the age of twenty. So you're probably better off bringing him to Iowa and hoping for the best. Hope he doesn't get buried in the lineup, but it, it is what it is. Maybe he'll start off in juniors, but like Michael Milne last season was on Iowa right away because he was 20 years of age. It's like, at 20 years old, how much longer 
or how much more can you improve at the junior level? So that's the way you kind of have to look at it. The Minnesota Wilderness, interesting, North American Hockey League, the previous two years, 10 games in 2020 and 21, So because it sounds like 2021, but you get the idea. Only 10 games there, three points in that case. 51 games the next year, nine goals, 19 assists, so a little bit of power play action going on which is good, and again, 24 assists, that tells you, uh, again, a little bit of power play action, but that doesn't mean that's going to translate all the way up to the top, but it all depends on how he develops and such. Um, but that's the second Minnesota player taken, Aaron Pionk, a lot of people intrigued by that by that one. Uh, Kellum Carter, another defenseman taken out of the WHL. Clavette Saskatchewan coming in here, a def- uh, right shot defenseman. He's slightly older, yeah, yeah, he's going to turn 19 in mid-October, which is fine, right around where the Minnesota Wilds start every season, uh, October 12th. Victoria Royals, I love that name. <laughs> I, I don't know why, but I like the name Royals. You know, I, I, I went to Hopkins, Hopkins, the Hopkins Royals, and I got sick and tired of the name. Hated it after a while, which might be really bad hearing that. Anybody from Hopkins might be like, what's wrong with you? I don't know, I got sick of hearing it, probably because all that pep band crap. I mean, some people like it, some people don't. But then as the years go by, it's like, you know, I kind of like that name now. (laughs) It's cool. Um, An important conversation, I apologize. 38 total points in 68 games, 32 assists, but he was a minus 44. A minus 44. Uh, Not afraid to mix it up a little bit. He's got a number of penalty minutes, 70 penalty minutes a year ago, 64 penalty minutes this previous season. Minus 44 and a minus 36 in at 21-22, so whew, a minus 17 in only 21 games, that's kind of interesting, as Minnesotans like to say, that's an inside joke, 20 and 21, minus 17 in only 21 games, that's interesting, huh, so there's that, it's going to take time, obviously, and will he ever see the NHL, who knows, sixth round pick, 181 draft, I'm not sure why, but apparently I live in a dog pound, and the dogs here want to bite everyone's head off, so I apologize if you can hear an absolute psychotic animal outside my door. Let's go with the cats, huh? Let's just change it up. Jimmy Clark, so kind of like the Minnesota Timberwolves, late in the second round, which is late in the draft for the basketball. Jalen Clark, Jimmy Clark, hopefully no Achilles tendon to worry about in this guy's case. Left shot, left winger out of Edina. No, I'm just kidding. He died in Minnesota. Yeah, there it is. There's your cake eater line. Cake eater, you know, as they like to say in the Mighty Ducks. The Green Bay Gamblers. The Green Bay Gamblers. I like it. It's kind of funny. U.S. Hockey League. So a couple of USHLers coming in. <clears throat> he will turn 19 on September the 24th. A left shot, left winger, six foot, 179. And um, <clears throat> what was the last guy again? Talon Parker. So a couple of... He was six foot. Yeah, about the same size, but a little bit larger body, I guess, in Kalen Parker's place. Pay, uh, place. Plunk is six foot one, 170. So a little bit more on the lanky side there. Uh, Jimmy Clark, though. So everybody's at least six foot-ish and up. Six foot's not necessarily big, but it isn't small either. So who am I to talk about people being big or small? I'm pretty much like that myself. But unfortunately, I could lose a couple pounds and just get to these guys' shape. That would be nice. <laughs> um... This guy is an actual winger, though. A seventh-round pick, 20, or excuse me, 213th overall in the 2023 draft. 62 games, 19 goals, 28 assists. Obviously, he's got a a long road ahead of him. He's going to make it to the NHL. 
Uh, we'll have to wait and see. Might might be one of those guys, you know, that's going to, you know, it, it, it's a long shot, but you never know. Um, Pavel Novak, I think, is an insanely talented player. He was a fifth-round pick, but ended up being the last player taken by Minnesota a few years back. So, not quite seventh round or anything, but still, it'd be a beautiful story. And obviously, the fifth-round pick, uh, you know, the best player in wild history is it's a fifth-round pick. So, that's something to think about as well. 47 points to 62 games at the uh, USHL level. Um, we haven't had a whole lot of success going, going to the USHL, but we'll see. I mean, somebody's got to break through one of these days, I would hope. A plus 11, that's an encouraging sign for a forward. I think like, when you get forwards that are plus 11, you know, plus numbers, I can see more of a defensive-minded player here. Defensive-minded but capable of scoring, that type of thing. Because obviously in the USHL, if you're like a skilled NHL prospect, you're probably going to have closer to 60 to 80 points in a 60-game span, even at that age. But um, but to have a plus 11, that's encouraging, you know. So that's something to think about. Only two playoff games and had an assist. Uh, more assists than goals, but, you know, nothing wrong with that either. Sounds very Minnesota-like. <laughs> Doesn't score a lot, but scores some. More of a playmaker. Uh, might be more of the, uh, you know, if, he, if by the grace of God he makes it all the way to the NHL, would very likely be a bottom six forward, you know, like a, you know, Connor DeWare type or, you know, Brandon DeHame, that kind of guy. More defensive-minded, but certainly something there at the end of the day. Um, if, like certain players, you can just kind of tell that's what's going on, where Caleb Parker, I mean, it's a team that bleeds. I guess the Victoria Royals were bleeding. I know, it's the wrong, <laughs> the wrong type of Royal. <laughs> Minus 44. Ooh-wee. Yeah, it's like that stat jumps out. I mean, scares me a bit, and it's unfortunate. Um, Pionk, different story here. Uh, I'm backtracking here, and it's because it's uh, obviously a stat that will jump out at you again. Plus 21. So that's completely going in the opposite direction. I remember Kyle Masters, I believe, wasn't he like a big minus for a while, or am I thinking of somebody else? I'm going to check. Like in the past. No, he was always plus. He was a minus at the very beginning, and it was slight. Plus 24 and plus 26. Plus 24 when he only managed 15 points the year before. And this past year maintained pl uh, the plus mid-20s and had, you know, a much, 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 much better season. So definitely um, things that, that jump out at you and you're just like, all right, now we're talking. <laughs> this, is, this is a good sign. Very good sign. Um, no, it wasn't Spetschek either. He was a plus 53. David Spetschek was a plus 53. Sheesh. That's awesome. That's just, that's just awesome. <laughs> so good. It, it also helps, though, if you're on a good team, because I know his team had got to the conference final, if I remember correctly. They had a pretty successful run. So it helps if you're on an actual good team. If you're on a team that's just getting their butts handed to them every night, like uh, um, Marco Rossi. <laughs> Marco Rossi, not in the juniors, but in the, in the uh, World Junior Classics. I mean, ooh, yeah, I, I felt bad for him. I mean, yeah, I'm not trying to crack any jokes, but I can imagine him having issues with his health, being kind of basically being all by himself, going up against way better teams. He's like the only, like, legitimate prospect. He was killing himself out there, so I can imagine. Uh, I'm not trying to make any light of it. I, I, just, like, I, I could kind of imagine that did not help his cause at all, at all. Um, even before, like, all that myocarditis happened, I can imagine, I, I don't know, it's just, that couldn't have been a fun situation. Um, I'm glad nothing came up before that, for sure. 
Um, that's the draft. I mean, it's do I am I jumping out of my chair? No, because you you really can't. I got to think one or two of these players at the very least are going to be something at some point. They're going to be a legitimate prospect. Maybe three or four of them will skate in the NHL. It might be just a game. It might be a nice, long 15- to 20-year career and be a valuable guy or an excellent player. Who knows? Uh, I think the most likely guy to really do something is probably... I I, I want to say Riley Height is going to have an interesting... Uh, a chance to have a very interesting career... But uh, the other player, though, here, to me, is Charlie Stremel. I do believe he is going to take a huge step forward this year with a, hopefully a better situation in Wisconsin. Honest to God, I don't know what happened over there. It, it is weird watching Wisconsin suck. I liked it, and the Gophers were, you know, an overtime bleeping goal away from capitalizing on, you know, comp- you know capitalizing the ultimate way on Wisconsin sucking or other teams uh, having a down year, like no Duluth, like waiting for you at the championship round or something, or the Frozen Four, um, you know. So uh, back back off of that rant, if I can somehow get there. Um, Charlie Strammel, he was very, very, very well respected before last season. So there was something there. Like he could have been a higher pick before. Obviously, he looked so good in high school. Uh, extremely. Um, highly touted. A lot of people were very, very intrigued by him going in. Um, U.S. national team, what did he have? Like uh, the 2021, uh, 21-22, pardon me, 10 goals, 12 assists, 22 points in 26 games. So there was clearly something, uh, USA World Junior Classics, two goals, three assists. That was again in 21-22, the under-18 version of the World Junior Classics. And unfortunately this year, I think it was just kind of like a mental block um, real junior, the 20-year-olds, only three assists in seven games. And, yeah, it, it kind of was what it was there, unfortunately. But, and obviously, there's there's more to him than, than just that. My uh, God, 14 under. He had 129 points in 60 games. Wow. <laughs> That's incredible. But that was way back in the day now, unfortunately. Um, Rosemont High School, people very intrigued by that, of course. Six uh, goals, 12 assists, total 18 points in 23 games for Rosemont High School. Um, and again, he's not afraid to mix it up, and he wanted us to know that. So, Charlie Scramble, I do think, is one of the two most likely players to not only be a factor in the NHL, but might end up carving out a pretty good career. Like an actual decent career where you're like, you know, he's a good player. That type of thing. Um, will he be great? I doubt it, but there's still a possibility. Um, there's a possibility, and at very least, he's going to be a valuable piece to this franchise. You know, there's there's that Jewel Erickson Act possibility at the very least. It, it took Jewel a while to get going, but once he did, Jewel Erickson Act is probably the second best player on the Wild. As crazy as that might sound to some people, prove me wrong. I I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm a complete idiot. I I I I think he is. Uh, obviously. Philip Gustafson, who's still unsigned at the moment with, you know, messing around with arbitration and such. Brandon DeHame is basically stuck waiting because the Wild have literally, like, pennies, basically, <laughs> caps in cap space. It's insane. Um, that's why the Wild uh, the Wild were able to maneuver around a, a trade and have the Tampa Bay Lightning pick up a bit of, uh, of, of the cap for uh, newly acquired Patrick Maroon in a seventh round, uh, for a seventh-round pick in a recent trade coming up. It's that we're going to kind of shift gears to that here very shortly.
But to me, uh, the Charlie Stramble pick, yes, it might feel like a reach, but maybe the Wild got lucky. Maybe the Wild got really lucky, right? He might end up being a guy that uh, absolutely deserved to be where he is and could have been significantly higher at some point. Uh, at the moment, obviously, I'm not jumping for joy, but I do like the approach of picking multiple centers and all that. One skill guy and two larger players that may have a chance to be something in this league, hopefully. And this team needs a legitimate couple of centers to get things going. How tired of you are you, are you hearing of, like, you know, the whole Ryan Hartman, you know, <clears throat> even Freddie Goudreau, do you really want him to be, like, one of the main centers forever? Uh, you know, he, he plays a good game. He plays his butt off. Dean Evison loves him, and I'm sure everybody's sick and tired of hearing how much Dean Evison loves this guy and loves that guy. But there's, you know... <laughs> but it, it'll be nice to get some young blood at the center position and ones that actually are legitimate centers that can make this team better and hopefully compete for a Stanley Cup because isn't that the ultimate goal? I'm pretty sure it is. Bill Guerin will definitely tell you that. He is a hungry, hungry hippo when it comes to that Stanley Cup. With that, uh, we're going to start to shift gears here into some of the trades and free agency conversation. Free agency, trades, well, we talked about the Pat Maroon trade. We'll talk a bit more about the other player and such. We also made a couple of uh, signings. One maybe will be a fourth liner and kind of like an in-between guy. Vinny Letari, Vinny Letari, who is, uh, of course, related to <laughs> Mr. Lunani. Very cool there. And Lucini. So they're both, they're both in the Italianos, you know. A two-year contract with Vinny Letari and... Lucini also signing a one-year contract with the Wild, I believe more of a minor league deal in that case. But both two-way contracts, if you know what I mean. So AHL, you get this much. NHL, you get that much. It's not stuck at the NHL price because they're probably going to kind of be in both or in maybe Lucini's case, he's just going to be with Iowa. We'll see. Gopher fans, of course, will remember Vinny Lutari uh, as <laughs> a member of the University of Minnesota, of course. Very, very cool. Already 28 years of age, which is kind of sad. It's amazing. Uh, ended up being decent. Uh, played all four years of the Minnesota Gophers, meaning, you know, went all the way to senior year and all that. Some players do, some players don't. Vinny Letary was actually never drafted. Uh, he's a center, five foot ten from Excelsior, Minnesota. Nice area, for sure. Uh, he played with the Rangers most recently. Obviously, nice organization. Well, not most recently, but at starters. Gosh, this seems like yesterday that he was on the Rangers. He's already been on the Ducks and on the Boston Bruins for a single game. But uh, more uh, AHL than NHL throughout his career, unfortunately. So a bit of an underdog of a guy. The Hartford Wolfpack, which of course are part of the New York Rangers organization. Fairly successful down there. More of like a, uh, you know, top six type of forward. Top six, yeah, but he's obviously a center, which could be of great value, potentially. Maybe he'll be on the fourth line for Minnesota as a center, but... Unfortunately, you know, it kind of is what it is. It's certainly not going to be uh, written in stone or engraved in stone that he will be on the Minnesota Wild lineup, him being him being Vinny Letary. As for Lucini, let's come back to him. And in this course, his name is uh, Case, pardon me. His name is Jake Lucini from Trail, British Columbia. He's also 28 years of age. Um, has played 11 games in the National Hockey League with a single goal. Unfortunately, he's also an undrafted player. Said some success at the AHL level. He played for Michigan Tech. Michigan Tech. Again, the same years. 15, 16, 16, 17, 17, 18, and 18, 19. I think Letary actually left a year earlier. 
So, but yeah, same age. Maybe Letary is slightly older. Uh, Jake Lucchini, born in 1995, May the 9th. Um, but part of the Penguins organization, so I can imagine. See, Bill Guerin was there. Wilkes, Bear, Scranton, uh, Penguins. He was there. He was the general manager of that club as the assistant general manager of the Pittsburgh Penguins at the time. So that would kind of make sense. And then the Lavelle Rocket. That's, of course, uh, Montreal Canadien in that case. And then the Belleville Senators. The Belleville Senators, I can only imagine what team that would be. Yes, Ottawa's affiliate. <laughs> and that's the only NHL franchise that... Uh, Jay, uh, Jake Lachini is officially played for, and again, one NHL goal, a minus two. Uh, was a minus 20 with the Belleville Senators last season, unfortunately. 53 points, so maybe Belleville is kind of stinking just like the Iowa Wild. <laughs> well, the Wild were okay, I shouldn't say that. But uh, Ottawa is an improving team. They were kind of uh, scratching the surface a little bit, but nothing too spectacular yet. Bit of a playmaker, 31 uh, assists in 21-22 and 34 assists last season in 22-23, with 19 goals and 20 goals, respectively, in the past two seasons with Belleville, with the Senators, of course. Um, kind of slow out of the gate with the Wilkes-Cranton uh, Penguins, but I do believe uh, Bill Guerin must have seen something to uh, obviously sign him as a free agent here in the offseason. So we'll see, we'll see. Uh, he's probably going to spend most of his time in the, in the American Hockey League, most likely in the AHL. Uh, as for Vinny Letary, pardon me about this. God, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> That's how that goes. Vinny Letary, we'll see. Um, more, he has, a, he has a chance at being in the NHL, and Bill Guerin loves him. Uh, both of these guys play their butts off, obviously. So, and they kind of have to. It kind of is what it is. And that was the conversation with Vinny Letary. He plays with a lot of heart and definitely been an underdog. Uh, last season of the Providence Bruins. 49 points in 48 games. Outstanding at the AHL level. Pretty much a point-a-game guy. Even at the Hartford Wolfpack, he had a 48-point, 48-game season. Um, 25 goals in 1920. Not in, you know, with uh, 47 points in 61 games in that case. Again, that would be with the New York Rangers organization. San Diego Gulls, of course, under the Anaheim Ducks. Played five games with the Ducks in one of the, one of the two years. And no points. Uh... Again, also a point-a-game guy with the San Diego Gulls. Basically a point-a-game. Like, yeah, when you kind of add it all together. Pretty much a point-a-game. Slightly above that, actually. Which is impressive. <clears throat> but not a whole lot of NHL games and not a whole lot of AHL games. So what that tells you is he's like the 13th forward and the healthy scratch several times. But at least was at the NHL level and making an NHL paycheck. So kind of like that kind of situation and practicing with the team and all that. So, uh, you know, I yeah. That's how kind of it's how kind of it was. Certainly not the case of the Boston Bruins, though. Unfortunately, 22-23, one game, and that's it. A minus one, 48 games for the Providence Bruins. The Providence Bruins, 49 points in 48 games. Vinny Letary. I know I'm spending a lot of time on guys that will probably not play a whole lot for the Wild, but Vinny might. So just to be fair about that, <clears throat> unfortunately, that's it at the moment. Group free, group two free agents, Kalen Anderson, Brandon DeHame, and Philip Gustafson. And it looks like Kalen Anderson's not going to be traded. So, And I can understand why he's not all that expensive at the moment, but we'll see how that turns out. Philip Gustafson, some people are thinking it's going to be like a, a two-year contract, which would be ironic considering the two years are the two crappiest of all time when it comes to cap crunch bullcrap. And no, you don't want to make that as an excuse for anybody. Uh, Matt Dumba, ironically, still hasn't signed, but... Uh, um, Michael Russo does believe that Matt Dumba does have a deal in place with the Arizona Coyotes. 
So not trying to parrot Russo or anything, but uh, that's been the talk pretty much for a while. The Arizona Coyotes, a lot of us kept thinking that he'd wind up with the Senators, maybe even the Calgary Flames, which would be his hometown club. Uh, him being Matt Dumba, but uh, believed to be a deal in place with the uh, Arizona Coyotes, and we'll get back to who else signed there, uh, a guy who was uh, very familiar with that area, at least kind of, sort of, and why the heck not. Uh, Kaelin Anderson, Brandon Haim, Philip Gustafson, still nothing done because of a certain domino that just is not falling. Philip Gustafson, yes, thanks, Philip. Thank you. Thank you very much. But do I blame him? Of course not. If uh, <laughs> Imagine, you know, yeah, imagine this is a golden opportunity for you to cash in, and you deserve to cash in because you're really good. But maybe you maybe you don't deserve to cash in as much as uh, you might think because it was just one good year where, you know, other players might get big contracts because, they, you know, they've been kind of proving themselves and all of that, whereas beforehand, Philip Gustafson, you know, he was fairly highly touted being a second-round pick, but not necessarily looked on as, uh, you know, a stud goalie until all of a sudden midpoint through this past season or so. Um, somebody named Brandon Bob, Bobcat, no, Badge Badock, of course, a Group 3 free agent, uh, unrestricted free agent, Matt Dumba. Of course, uh, Badock was a member of basically kind of minor league and all that. Um, John Klingberg, Johnny Klingberg, signed with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Apparently people not too impressed with uh, John Klingberg. Yeah, it was unfortunate there. Joe Hicketts, former Detroit Red Wing organization, and played with the Red Wings a bit. So he'd been at the Wild for quite a significant amount of time with Iowa, has gone to the LA Kings. Gustav Nyquist of the Nashville Predators. We'll get to the amount of money. Ryan Reeves also with Toronto. And Oscar Sundquist going back to the team he won the Stanley Cup for under a million bucks. 875. One year, 875. Because obviously the cap is so tight here. And it's a damn shame because Sunquist would have been a nice fit. And we didn't even use the guy, which is really annoying. Um, Mitchell Chaffee, unfortunately, had that ACL uh, signed TBL. Okay. Damien Giroux is a UFA. Wow, already. Damien Giroux is already a UFA. Mason Shaw, there's a good chance the Wild will bring him back. Uh, Sam Steele, Steele, pardon me, has signed with the Dallas Stars. Lots and 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 lots. Of one-year contracts. One year. One year or two years. Seems like all over the place. Um, I'm just trying to get to the notables. Eric Kala, good. Good for him. Going back to the New Jersey Devils. Three years, 3.1 for each season. So, or that's like the average, you know, value or whatever. He's re-signed with the uh, New Jersey Devils. Hunter Jones is re-signing with the Minnesota Wild. That's good. One year for 7.875 and a most likely a two-way contract. Uh, Louis Belpedio, Mr. Braden Point. Braden Point's evil twin. No, he, he seems like a nice enough guy, but with the Philadelphia Flyers, yeah, Chuck Fletcher, we know you love Louis Belpedio. You love him so much, Chuck. Up Chuck Fletcher, Louis Belpedio. You know, and he seemed like a good guy, and he was he looked promising with uh, the Miami of Ohio Red Knights. And what, what happened? Braden Point might be a Hall of Famer. And all that, and Louis Belpedio might never play in the NHL. Well, he played a couple of games and had a couple of assists. A couple of lucky bounces, I guess you could say. And he's 27 years old already. Two-year extension, 775. Sorry for bringing up the name. I kind of liked him, but then you realize as time goes on, uh, I don't want to get into it anymore. Sorry, I'm making a fool of myself here even thinking about it. Um, Jordan Stahl resigning with the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. 
average annual value for four years, just under $3 million there, so good for him. Uh, Nick Felino, yeah, so Chicago is picking up a couple of interesting pieces, and we'll get to all of them. Well, most of them anyway. Um, wow, Gustav Olsen, he's still alive. Funny where he's winding up, actually kind of funny. Nick Felino going for a one-year $4 million. What is up with that? $4 million for, for you know, it's just one year, but hmm. I don't know. What did he do last year? <laughs> okay, I mean, I, I guess he's going to help the Chicago Blackhawks. I'm sure he does. Uh, Alex Newhawk resigning with the Montreal Canadiens with the information's not being shared. This is sportsnet.canada. Um, yeah. Uh, Gustav Olofsson, this has definitely got to be a two-way. He's two years of age, of course, former Minnesota Wild second-round pick. And he was the top pick we had uh, years ago when Fletcher traded away another first-rounder for a stiff, which is what he does very well. Gustav Olsen signing with the uh, Seattle Kraken, just like uh, yeah, <laughs> well, like how we uh, unfortunately lost Carson Soucy to them, but uh, uh, you know it was a cap relief for us in a time when you know sneezing a little bit of cap space away, like five cents away, might help the Wild relieve a little bit of that. Uh, Timo Mayer re-signing an eight-year massive contract with the New Jersey Devils. Congratulations to him. Eight-year extension. Hoo-wee. 70 million, 70.4 million, so 8.8 .8 cap hit. 26 years old. Wonderful player with the Sharks. Traded to them. Traded from the Sharks to the Devils last season. And it's a nice team. Nice Devils team. We'll see what happens there. Um... I thought Jacob Larson was a bigger name. Let's just move on from that. Corey Perry, another four-year, one-year, four-million, one-year contract and with the Blackhawks. So the Blackhawks throwing a little money around because, well, they're not having to worry about other players taking $9 billion a year, and they didn't have to buy them out either. Yeah, that. Um, <laughs> One-year, one four-million, I guess, to kind of, be that vet, be one of those veteran leaders, and unfortunately, probably won't make to the Cup Finals this year. Thirty-eight years of age, Corey Perry, uh, already. Man, it seems like yesterday he was a young guy winning with the Stanley Cup with the Ducks and kicking our butts in the first round. Uh, Stanley Cup champion goaltender Aiden Hill resigning for wow, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Almost five million a year. Two two years, but almost five million a year. Nice to get a paycheck though. Only twenty-seven years of age, and I've always liked him with Arizona. I don't know about a Stanley Cup starting goalie, but, uh, you know, he was a nice backup, and I kind of liked him. He was one of the positives of a Arizona team that wasn't doing so hot. So there's that. Um, OEL, <laughs> Oliver Ekman Larson. Yep, yep, he's staying with, uh, or no, he, yeah, he, yeah, he left. Uh, he left and wound up with uh, Florida Panthers. I'm forgetting who he was on now, which is kind of funny. <laughs> he's been on a couple of teams. Uh, Anti Ranta, yep, one year, 1.5 with Carolina. Ryan O'Reilly, four years, 4.5 with the Nashville Predators. Ryan Reeves, about the amount of money I, I was kind of imagining, not that much, but the term is what's surprising. I thought he would stay here for like a million one or something. Maybe we could do that. Instead, it's uh, 1.35 or three years, so 4.05. Congratulations, Ryan Reeves. He'll be making money at least till he's just under 40 years of age. Blake Wheeler. A lot of people brought that name up, but it's just we just don't have money, and he's he's old, and he's banged up, and I, I, I don't know. Only $800,000 with the New York Rangers. 
Interesting. Jonathan Quick, 825, one year with the uh, Rangers. All right, sure, right. Luke Shen, former Blue, he was a good player. I can't, he's 33 years old already, or 33, 33 years old, pardon me. Three, I'm seeing too many threes here. Three years, 2.75. Congratulations, uh, Nashville, getting some nice veterans. I talked about Ryan O'Reilly, Luke Shen, yep. Um, and yeah, Oscar Sundquist, we'll get to him in a second. Tyson Jost. Oof. Oof. Uh, Corpocello, that was kind of an intriguing name not too long ago. Uh, maybe a possible trade, but uh, no, that's okay. Uh, sticking with Ottawa, congratulations there. Four million a year for five years. Nice. Tyson Jost getting two million dollars. Two million dollars for Tyson Jost, huh? Tyson, I never score Jost and don't do a whole lot else either. Sure thing. Um... Cam Talbot, one year, one million. All right, 36 years old, backup goalie with the Los Angeles Kings. Frederick Anderson, only 3.4. He's really good, but he's kind of old. Uh, two years, 3.4 per, 6.8 total. So, yeah, sorry, i got to make that more clear. Ultra veteran Eric Johnson from uh, Colorado forever, one year, 3.25. James Reimer. Why am I getting him mixed up with someone else? I don't know, 1.5 one year. Okay, anyhow, I know you don't want me to go over everybody, but yep, I like to go over some notables. I'm passing on a lot of people, believe it or not. Ian Cole, one year, $3 million. Boy, people like to sign Ian Cole for big bucks for a short-term contract, like Carolina a couple years ago. I liked Ian Cole, but $3 bucks. Oof. That's a lot, kind of, isn't it? But Vancouver can't stop their grandmother, so... That might be a conversation. Mackenzie Blackwood, boy, are they desperate in San Jose for a goalie. So Blackwood actually isn't bad. It's just that, I don't know. It's just, you know, yeah. Good thing they got to get Kiel while they kept him. Milan Lustich returning to the uh, Boston Bruins where he won a Stanley Cup back in 1812 when Thomas Jefferson was uh, still was, was the president, I believe. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, Milan Lustich returning back to Boston. Yes. <laughs> one year, one million. Um, God, that team has been so good uh, off and on over the years. And gosh, only one cup to show for it. And some of those players are like 45 years old already. It's kind of sad. Carson Soucy. Yeah, definitely focused on some defensemen there in Vancouver. Carson Soucy's made some money, hasn't he? You know, nice, uh, solid contract with the Wild, just under $3 million. Now it's over $3 million. Three years, 3.25 per for him, 9.75. So i got to say per to make it more sense. Matt Duchesne going to Dallas for one year, 3 million. Good for him. Jason Zucker, 5.3 for one year. Whew, that's a, actually a decent paycheck. 5.3 going to the Arizona Coyotes. Congratulations, Arizona. And maybe Matt Dumba's going to join him. We shall see. Could be a couple of uh, wild uh, old guard that didn't always do so great. Uh, yeah. they didn't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not... I, I wouldn't want them back. I'll just leave it at that. Nick Benino, he's 35, 800,000 of the Rangers. Shattenkirk to Boston for just over a million in one year. Cody Glass left the Vegas Golden Knights for Nashville. Interesting. 2.5. And he's only 24. We'll see if he does better there. Because they don't care about draft picks a whole lot in Vegas, if you hadn't noticed. Uh, Kilhorn left the Tampa Bay Lightning. $25 million in four years. 6.25. Interesting. He's kind of old, too. He's 33 already. So we're going to jump over, jump over, jump over. Nick Bukestad, former Wild player, making some more money again. 
4.2, two years, 2.1 per. Uh, Jonathan threw in <laughs> one year, 8.25. He's one of those, he's one of those guys, you know, who's kind of like the bottom six, who's really valuable. You know, we used to always hear his name in a possible trade, and then it just never happened. And it's like, damn it, anyway. So it's kind of funny how that turns out. My mind tends to wander, but I, I love looking at free agent signings. I, I just do. Can, can you tell I'm enjoying this, actually? Dmitry Kulikov, one year, one million, with the Florida Panthers. Florida. Yes. Ryan Donato, State of Hoppy's favorite player of all time. And he might be on his own in that one. I'm just kidding. Ryan Donato, two years, two million per. Good for you, Ryan. And with the Chicago Blackhawks at 27 years of age. All right. That's an interesting team. Very interesting team. And maybe they won't be, we won't hate them so much. But now nah, we're, yeah, we're going to hate them again pretty soon. I got a bad feeling, especially if we're taking up um, Oliver Moore. Ouch. <laughs> Tyler Pitlick. Again, yep, there's a million Pitlicks out there. He's the one that was with Dallas for a while. Not, not, not the guy that played with us. One year, seven eighty-seven. I think he's kind of like he's NHL, but doesn't play all that. You know, doesn't he gets scratched? Sam Steele, eight eight hundred and fifty. Sam Steele to the Dallas Stars. Yep, one year. Uh, Cogliano, the former Duck, the former Star. One year, eight two five. Sticking with Colorado. Congratulations there, I guess. Uh, again, jumping over Garnet Hathaway, former Calgary Flame. 4.75 over two years with the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. I'm going to keep jumping. Tyler Bertuzzi, this one's, yeah, well, it's 5.5. This, is, this isn't the NBA. That's a lot of money, actually. See, I keep thinking 5.5. That's nothing. Oh, it's hockey, remember? This is hockey, not basketball. 5.5 is like like a like like a it's like a G League contract, right? <laughs> it's ridiculous. I, I don't understand where the NBA makes that much money. I don't understand how they have that uh, enough viewers to get paid that much. I don't understand. I I don't. I I don't think the NBA is straight up garbage, but it's not what it used to be. It's not just shoot the shoot a three, get the rebound. Shoot a three up, he missed it, and get the rebound, and then launch another one. It's like, ugh, go away. <laughs> drive the drive the lane once in your life. Yep. Wimps. Eh, wimps. Yeah, wimps. Mark Stahl. Yep, one year, 1.1 with Philadelphia at 36 years of age. I, I, okay, sure. Yeah, I, I guess uh, that's probably because of uh, a certain head coach. He's got to have it. I'm jumping over, jumping over. I don't know. I know, I'm just obsessed, but I want to see some of these. Uh, yeah, Alex DeBrincat, that's a big one. Leaving the Blackhawks. Well, he already did, didn't he? He got traded. Yeah, 7.875. Four years with the Detroit Red Wings contract extension. So, only 25 years of age. Nice player with the Blackhawks previously, and um, we'll see. Alex Newhook, yep. You know, kind of a bridge deal. Kind of a Mikhail Granlin type of deal. Four years, 2.9 per. Interesting. Um, yeah, that's definitely a Mikhail Granlin bridge type of deal. Yep, Sunfrist, 775. Not one, not 875, 775. Huh. For one year. Very interesting, to say the least. Sorry this is dragging, but <clears throat> I don't know. I'm always curious to see where guys go. And for how much? Looks like that's it uh, for the major notables that I really want to get into. Yeah. Uh, Chris Tierney, yeah, that's like, we'll wrap up with him. 
uh, free agent one-year contract to the uh, 775 to the New Jersey Devils. 775, that doesn't even exist in the NBA anymore. At least I don't think so. Unless you're, yeah, again, like in and out of the G League or something. So <laughs> it's just kind of funny how all that turns out. Maybe I'll refresh here just in case. Maybe like seven players signed. Yeah, well, three more did. But, well, yeah, Tanner Janot sticking with the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. 2.265 per for two years. Interesting. And we'll leave it at that uh, at the moment. So, interesting. It's fun to look at all the different moves. Sorry if I'm babbling, babbling, babbling. But you get to kind of get a feel where guys are going and maybe chuckle at some and uh, think, uh-oh, at others. Like Chicago. You know, Chicago, it's, it's interesting. But... <laughs> We'll have to wait and see. Obviously, they're rebuilding and all that, but they're going to rebuild pretty quick. Connor Bedard is going to be probably going to be a phenom. I'm not too excited with what the... Uh, well, there were two guys in New York that a lot of people thought were going to be phenoms, and it didn't really happen. Um, we'll have to wait and see. They, they still might develop into that, but maybe with a different team like a Florida or the Minnesota Wild or something, right? Right after, the, right, right after our cap space is up, we end up moving in and signing one of those guys, and then they blow up? Yeah. Lafayette, a little me, uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, a little caco, capo caco, yeah, a little, little, little bit of that action going on, come to Minnesota and they blow up, yeah, right, people, <laughs> anytime we make a risk, it doesn't work, anywhere else, oh my god, what a great move, why didn't we do it, <sighs> Dan Minnesota, yep, Dan Minnesota, <laughs> joining <laughs> Derek Felska, most recently on the Crease Assist podcast, Yep, and yes, uh, you know, it, 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 none of us are homers. None of the three of us are homers. I wouldn't mind having like a, a triangle show with like the three of us someday, somehow, some way, uh, either on here or on Derek's show. Grease assist, grease and assist. Um, yep, eventually I'm gonna, <laughs> eventually I'm gonna be on that show, and he'll be back on this one at some point as well. I mean, it's gonna be fun, obviously, you know. Uh, and yeah, I wouldn't mind having Dan Minnesota on this one or joining the two of them on uh, Crease Assist someday, somehow, some way. I know, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, I'm just throwing that out there. I don't know why. Maybe, I, I, I don't know why I'm babbling out there like that randomly. Hopefully Derek doesn't mind. But that was a really nice show. So, obviously, I don't want to make it about me what, what, whatsoever. I thought they did a wonderful job. Uh, Teresa did a good job as well, joining in on that one. It was a hell of a show. I highly recommend it. It's long because you're going all over the landscape talking about the Fighting Saints and all that. So, St. Paul Fighting Saints. I mean, we had two professional teams in Minnesota at one point. That was really cool. And there's a lot of interesting background stories on that one and how, like, Slapshot apparently... I, I better stop spoiling the episode, but Slapshot apparently had a lot of, uh, let's just say, a lot of coincidences of the stories in Slapshot compared to real stories with the uh, St. Paul Fighting Saints. Check it out check it out. Ooh, was that a good sales pitch? No, <laughs> it's not meant to be a sales pitch, but yeah, check it out. Uh, he doesn't, <laughs> the show's good enough. It doesn't need a sales pitch. It's it's a good show. So, highly recommended for sure. Uh, Crease Assist Podcast. Uh, with that said, again, I mean, intriguing. Free agency's intriguing. Unfortunately, we're still freaking waiting and it's annoying and it sucks, but, you know, to get the other guy, you know, for other dominoes to fall. Philip Gustafson's like the LeBron James right now of the Minnesota Wild. The, the decision, right? No, it's it's not quite that bad. And I don't think he's going to promise uh, uh, five, six, or seven Stanley Cups either. But 
at the same time. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's, you know, we're, we're just stuck waiting. It's just, a, it's definitely not a decision from Philip Gustafson. It's a, it's a, it's an agreement and all that and the arbitration, all that crap. It's, it's frustrating. I've babbled enough. Now it's time for you guys to jump in and join the conversation with fan interaction coming right up, eh? We are back here on Brave the Wild fan interaction segment. First, though, we're going to hear from DraftKings because we're better, right? (laughs) And this time, a little bit of baseball conversation, which is always good. New customers, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. Bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. In West Virginia, gambling problem? (laughs) Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly. In partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races. In Connecticut, like where the Hartford Whalers used to play? Yes. Or the the Hartford Wolfpack. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777. Or visit ccpg.org, O-R-G. Uh, 27 plus in most uh, eligible sta- uh, states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after, insur- uh, yep, after issuance. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. Maximum bet $50.10 plus plus LEG required for 1% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.com, draftkings.com slash baseball terms. So yes, baseball betting. As now we can get into the second half and all that and hope the Minnesota Twins pitching continues to hold up what they've been doing, and the hitting will start doing something, rather than seeing Carlos Correa making 200-plus million, whatever, drowning into double plays in the eighth inning and tie games with men on base. It's wonderful. I, I just love watching that happen. Don't you just love that? It's like, man, anyhow. Hashtag BTWMN. Hashtag BTWMN. Would love to hear from any and all of you. Um, I shared out, okay, at Brave the Wild is the Twitter account. So I shared a hat. Stanley Cup Finals 1991, Minnesota North Stars. Beautiful little hat. In a lot of ways, back in those days, and probably five, six to five, six years after that, you might think, oh, what an ugly little hat. No, it's not ugly, because it was from that time, and it what it, signific- uh, what it signified. 
the North Stars in the Stanley Cup Finals. I wish it was Champions, but Stanley Cup Finals, 105 bucks on eBay. Or was it called? Yeah, I believe that's eBay. 100 or some other website. I'm sorry. Um, kind of an ugly hat, but it's really good. Um, <laughs> $105, though, and it's 30% off. Yeah, but it's just cool to see something from that far back and what it signified. Derek Felska replies, uh, no. I realize there is nostalgia at, nostalgia at work, but the hat is ugly. Yeah, it is. It's ugly. And if, let's put it this way, if it was 30 bucks, I'd probably buy it in a heartbeat. Even with, even with the way I, yeah, let's just say I, yeah, even though I'm short of change sometimes, I would buy that in a heartbeat for 30 bucks. 105? No. Anyhow, uh, I was sharing something Derek said. John uh, Bukigross just worked in Upper Deck in a description for Adam Fantilli by the time the Minnesota Wild pick. He'll be working in an Applebee's appetizer reference. Which appetizer do you think he'll compare the Wild's pick to? If other, please explain. Retreat. Uh, I did pick pretzel and beer cheese just because I like pretzel and beer cheese so much. I picked it, and uh, that's the one that won. Or is it still? Yeah, that's the one that won. 37.5. Wings and other tied for third place. And mozzarella sticks got second. Cool. So that's always kind of a fun thing. Um, just kind of making fun of the situation during the draft there, like what the, what this guy is going to compare the Wild to. <laughs> uh, what were we con conversating about? Yep, it was another poll from uh, Derek. He was saying, which, which, sorry, which Minnesota Wild, this is again at Crease and Assist, so the host of, <laughs> the host of Crease Assist Podcast, Crease and Assist Podcast, pardon me, hashtag Crease Podcast. So, yep, that's how you get uh, a hold of don't be afraid to put both of us sometimes because I, I don't mind joining in the conversation even though, or just having it on the show. But yeah, I mean, obviously, if you want to separate them, that's fine too. But don't forget me, dang it. <laughs> Which Minnesota Wild 2023 draft selection intrigues you the most? Explain if other. Yep, so it would be Charlie Strammel, Rasmus Kompulainen, Riley Height or other. Riley Height won in a landslide. He did a Ronald Reagan in 1984. Riley Height, 61.7%. Charlie Strammel coming in second, 24.7%. Uh, other came 74 so not a whole lot of people too excited about Rasmus. So he's probably going to be the best player out of the three. We, we all know how that works. Uh, I was sharing Seth Tupol. Again, he is the host of Locked on Wild. Really good show. And he records very often, of course. And on Mondays with Alex Micheletti. Uh He says, thanks for listening. And yeah, there was a conversation here. Doggone it. I hate when it does this. Show the whole conversation. Whatever. Um, he had mentioned basically that, like, Russo, uh, during the show, that Russo had some, <laughs> Michael Russo, of course, uh, had some pointed things to say about uh, about uh, about Klingberg, like uh, John Klingberg, how disappointing he was and how scary he was to watch at times. Basically, it was kind of like along those lines. And I was like, what, uh, where did he say that? Blah, blah, blah. And then Seth said, thanks for listening. And I should have clarified a little better. I was frantically trying to find the, the tweet while we were discussing it, LOL. It was his response on Jeff Merrick's show. Here's the tweet. And yeah, it was, yeah, it was like, it was terrifying to watch. So bottom line, that's what it was about, Klingberg. Um, and here's my poll. My poll. It actually has four days remaining at the time I'm reading this. So, but I do believe the winner is going to be Jewel Erickson Eck, probably. Um, I was saying, who should be the next alternate captain and why? 
Drew Larkinek, Jonas Brodine, Kirill Kaprizov, or other, please comment. Um, uh, um, uh, um, uh. I'm going to backtrack real quick. Oh, there's a couple of polls. Dang it. Yeah, i got to backtrack a little bit here. Um, I was saying the size is intriguing. It's impossible to say what's really going to happen, so I'm definitely with you there. Who was I agreeing with? Oh, I was saying that Kalisha got her guy, and then she was kind of like, yeah, he's one of them, you know. Um, yeah, Derek was saying she got the right community, Rosemont, Minnesota, but not the same player. She took William Whitelaw in her mock draft. Yeah, see, so that would mean the uh, Charlie was actually the, you know, it was kind of like a secondary conversation earlier in the show, if I remember correctly now. Um, Mokov says, Mike, that'd be Mokov, V65, well, it looks like a few are not happy with the pick. I can't judge it fairly because I'm in Rosemont alumni from 74. I like the size. We have a big center. Um, I was saying the size is definitely intriguing. It's impossible to say what's really going to happen, so I'm definitely with you there. Yeah, so Mike continues saying, that's just it with young kids. You don't know what's going to happen. It could take three to five years with his size. He could be a force. I say it all the time. Win the boards, win the game, and he could be a wrecking ball on the boards. So, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. 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 Sorry, I'm imitating somebody at work there. Uh, Derek says, which Minnesota male professional sports team that has been around 20 plus, that has been around for 20 plus seasons, it is the closest to winning a championship. Minnesota Wild, Minnesota Twins, Minnesota Vikings, and Minnesota Timberwolves. I picked the Vikings just because they're kind of the closest. The Wild, I think it's tough to say, but, you know, I mean, <sighs> One minute the management looks like geniuses, the next minute it looks like they're stubborn and kind of okay. So it's like, you know, like Bill Garrett. I, I love him to death. He's the best interview there is, period. Like, you know, he's, he's, he's a little better than Paul Fenton, who probably did like zero interviews his whole life, basically, other than just to tell us, uh, please stop saying this guy hurt his, hurt, had a lower body injury because guys might hack them there. You know, okay, I'm just kidding. Um, I picked the Minnesota Vikings because they're kind of sort of the closest. The Wolves, Anthony Edwards might be the, the best athlete in town. He might be. The Vikings might have the best athlete. The Wild might have the best athlete. The Twins, I think, should finish in last place because, well, their their pitching's good. It's just now now their hitting sucks. And then when their hitting's good, their pitching sucks. And Derek Falvey, I, I think, needs to be uh, sent packing at the end of the season along with old, old Rocco. I think uh, Rocky Rococo. I think he should be the manager of Rocky Rococo. And Derek Felge, Velve Felvey should go uh, manage at Dairy Queen, and that's it. But maybe, maybe, just maybe the Dairy Queen. I think the uh, the cones and stuff might be leaning to one side or the other because it's either, you know, record-breaking home runs and your pitching sucks so bad you're putting in Uber drivers in Game 2 of a playoff series against the New York Yankees. Or, or... Yeah. <laughs> or your pitching is incredible and you're hitting. They, they couldn't hit the broad stride of a barn with a 200, $250 million shortstop grounding out into double plays at, at important moments. So that's how I feel about Derek Falvey and Rock, Rock, Rocky Rococo uh, Balboa or Baldelli or whatever his name is. So anyhow, the Wild finished in first place because we're all Wild fans, I guess. 46.5. And yeah, there's there is there are some pieces. We'll see, though. The Vikings finished in second, 28.2. Twins finished third because everybody hates the Wolves. I don't know why. 14.1 in the Wolves. Well, the Rudy Gobert trades sucked. But everything other than that, since uh, Tim Conley's come in, I, including this, this draft, two second-round picks. 
I've never been this excited about two second round picks in my life, but it's happened. Um, the, the, they already read their comments on the show, so that's, yeah, I don't want to barge into that. Uh, as for my players, Jewel Erickson Neck did come in first, 51.4, and I do believe he should be the alternate captain. I agree. Kirill Kaprizov came in second, 31.4. Cool. Jonas Berdine, third, 14.3, and other came in last at about 3%. Devil's State of Mind podcast. Nice to hear from you guys, and you got a nice franchise. He says, Erickson Eck for sure. The guy has been nothing but a pro both on and off the ice. The younger guys look up to him, and he knows what it means to be a Minnesota Wild. So, yep, thank you very much. That's that's a good one. Um, reply, Derek said, uh, yep, yep, he was uh, sharing hashtag BDWMN, so I would get the reply. And thank you for that, Derek, very much. Um, yeah, Devil's State of Mind. Great show, by the way. And very promising team. I used to hate the Devils, which is kind of sad, considering, uh, obviously they were really good, but let's just say during the Bill Guerin era, believe it or not, or, well, not long after it, it's like it just became too much of a kind of a dump and grind type of era in hockey, but I think it was hockey in general. Like, the Wild were just like the Devils, were just not as good as them in a lot of ways in the Jacques Lemaire era. You know, there is no doubt. There is no doubt. Derek Felska, lightning round, hath returned. Do you think I'm happy about that? Of course I am. <laughs> Hell yes. <laughs> this is great. Derek Felska says, Former Minnesota Wild defenseman Matt Dumba still remains unsigned as a UFA. A full two weeks after NHL free agency opened, do you think he will get signed to a cheap deal somewhere, or will he have to go to the professional tryout route? Could you imagine? With, the, with how much he's dropped off, I, I, was almost, I wouldn't be surprised. If we went to the professional tryout route, but it sounds like there is kind of like a, a deal in place, according to Russo, anyway, with the Arizona Coyotes, things are just kind of, I, I forget what the delay would be, though, or if he's like hoping, holding out just in case maybe the, you know, some more exciting franchise like says, hey, here's four million a year or something, and that would be, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, that would be funny. Good, that'd be good for him, but um, I don't. I I don't want him back. Stephen Miller says I still think the odds are good. Dumba is re-signed by the Wild. The Wild aren't as deep a D as they need to be. Um, should Brodine or Spurgeon get hurt? I understand that, but I'm ready to move on. And Derek says the same thing. I really hope they don't. It's time to move on. I agree. Dumba has gotten worse and worse and worse and worse. Uh, honestly. Um, and then he jumped up a bit last year, late in the season. He actually started playing defense. But it took you 11 years to start playing defense. I mean, before that, it was like turnovers and sloppy. But, oh, the dumb bomb, and he scored. Yes! You know, for a while. And now it's dumb a shot, block, dumb a shot, block, dumb a shot, block, dumb a shot, block, dumb a shot. I think you got the point, but, yeah, it was really annoying. Dumb shot wide, shot wide, 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 icing. Anyhow, next... Lighting round continueth. Wild general manager William Guerin, okay, sorry, Bill Guerin, or Billy, or however people like to say, recently stated he wondered if prospect development camps should have players being taken through on, oh yeah, yeah on ice drills at all, citing the pressure the prospects feel to perform, uh, the, the pressure the prospects feel to perform well. Do you buy the perspective or not? Yeah, that's kind of weird. That's kind of weird. Maybe like a tiny bit, 
I guess. I mean, I'm sure I'd be a little bit nervous, but especially if I'm not like, you know, the top of the line, you know, like, especially if I'm not like the Connor, the next Connor McDavid or something. Yeah. Or, you know, I, yeah, I'd feel a little bit nervous, but that's kind of part of the game though, isn't it? Isn't that kind of the name of the game? Aren't you going to feel pressure playing in a national hockey league game? Like, I don't know. I mean, that's kind of strange. That doesn't, that didn't sound like Bill Guerin to me a little bit. That sounded almost like Paul Fenton or something. I don't know, like, uh, I don't want, uh, you, you, yeah, I don't want you reporting about these, these that he had an ankle or something, you know. Oh, you know, guys are going to go after that ankle. You know what? Guys know. Guys know where the, where the player got hurt. They just do. They just do. That's the thing. <laughs> even if they just say body injury or they don't even say the person's hurt, guys know. They just do. <laughs> so I, I, don't know, I still don't understand why, why that guy was so weird. Um, it didn't sound good, did it? Uh, and me and Derek talked about that off air a little bit. It didn't sound too good. I forget what we were saying, but it was kind of like a back and forth, like not disagreeing at all, just kind of confusion. Like, why is he saying that? That's kind of weird. Um, but I might have to scroll a bit to find it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's just kind of got a... Yeah, he's confused, like... Oh, yeah, and the other major thing that I almost didn't bring up. Rossi was the only player they asked to stay, and the rest chose to do that on their own. Like, the other player, there were a bunch of other players that stuck around. Um, and Rossi, they asked to stay. And it was kind of, like, thrown in there casually. Like, as if to kind of, like, you know, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's the only one we asked to stay, you know kind of casually more like of uh, he was going to stay almost trying to make it sound like he was going to stay anyway but uh, we asked hmm hmm so that's very interesting how the plot might be thickening there I've never thought of uh, Rossi as a guy that uh, I, I don't know would need to be asked to stay in a situation like, uh, like that he's in but very interesting very 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 interesting subplot in this offseason Marco Rossi asked to stay. I, it's like, I don't want to believe it, but, um, you know, that he, like, he didn't openly elect on his own type of thing. But, I don't know. I mean, I I can understand guys might want to go home, but I don't know. Anyhow, uh, a couple more here. Actually, I think it's the second last one. Uh, or the last one, actually. Derek says, YouTube's The Hockey Guy thinks the Minnesota Wild could see big years from players playing on the last year of their current contracts like Hartman. Zuccarillo and Marcus Foligno, do you agree? And how many goals and points do you think we will get from each? How dare you? Let me see. It looks like there's a reply, and I'll get back real quick. Stephen Miller says, each has to know that next year is likely their last with the Wild. And he has a guy with a target on his back running away. <laughs> That's kind of funny. It's a, it's a gif type of deal. Um, the gif that keeps on gifing. Ah, there it is. Those cool books. Derek Felska shared them. Slapshot, yeah. And Dan was saying he's not really worried about selling books. It's just he just wants the information out there. That's all. You know, he wants people to care and rec recognize and remember the uh, St. Paul or Minnesota fighting states who played in St. Paul, the Civic Center, and the history of heartbreak, all that crap. But, you know, all the crap that happened. Great book, by the way. But the Slapshot, yeah, very intriguing. I do, I do have both as well, thankfully. Um, I did notice that Detroit Red Wings, uh, what do they call it, like living room, uh, little living room, um, like food table type of thing, snack table. I actually record my show and stuff, something like that nowadays, so I can 
kind of have a better view of things around. It's actually, actually really enjoy it. I just wish the dang thing was a tiny bit taller. But sorry for the personal conversation. Back to Derek's question. Well, they are the last year on. The, they are on the last year of their contract, and players play well in their contract years. That's just a fact. Like Terrell Brandon. Terrell Brandon's best year with the Timberwolves was his first year with the Timberwolves because he was a pending free agent. After that, Terrell Brandon was making $12 million a, million a year, which was a lot in the NBA at the time. Before that, he was playing good defense. He was driving to the basket, and he looked like the player that played in Cleveland before he started, you know, softening up because he had some ankle turns. And then Terrell Brandon was one of the softest sons of guns ever, even though he had a high IQ and was still a very talented guy. But, um, yeah. They may have wonderful seasons, but I would be totally fine if every one of them was gone. Totally fine. Zuccarello was not good last year. He was not, especially in the second half of the season. I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't know who he was anymore. It was weird. Um, obviously, he's still a very talented player. His passing skills are fantastic. Ryan Hartman, don't let the door hit you where the good Lord splits you. I think we can do better. Uh, obviously, the amount of the amount is nice. We appreciate it that he was not that expensive and he had that awesome year a couple years back, but I don't see that happening again. Um, I don't want him back that bad. I I, got to think a young guy on an entry-level contract could be a better player. And I I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I've kind of seen enough. Uh, Zuccarello is getting very old. He's getting very old. He's going to be, what, 36, 37? So I'm not in a huge rush to re-sign him. Though, if we do, hopefully it's for a cheap contract and it's like a year or two type of thing. <sighs> Felino's the greatest leader ever. He was such a great leader that he made a fool of himself in the playoffs last year. Like, it was too much. He looked like the... Did you know... Like, here's a stark difference. Here's a stark difference right here. Marcus Felino let everything piss him off last year against the... Uh, I don't even remember who he played. The Dallas Stars. It's been so long. And then you had uh, Matthew Chuck, right? with the Florida Panthers who went on the big run and, you know, they were the quote-unquote 91 North Stars of this year's postseason, right? In a sense. In a sense, they were. (laughs) Um, Yeah, a lot of nice veterans with some young talent. Yeah, so I guess kind of sort of related and like one of the bottom seeds and all that. Um, But then, see, Matthew the Chuck would get got under player after player's skin, you know, working his ass off and being nitty-gritty and scoring and all that. He got under people's skin. He drove them crazy. They swept Carolina. It was just unbelievable, right? And then he started trying to, he started, you know, bumping into Mark Stone and trying to get under his skin. Mark Stone acted like he wasn't even there. Hello? Anybody? See, like Felino would have gone ballistic. Mark Stone didn't act, didn't, acted like he wasn't even there. And I still remember it just hit me right there. This was minutes into that series. Minutes into the first period of the first game of that series. And I said, Vegas is going to win. Vegas is going to win the Stanley Cup. Not just because they have the better team and the bigger players and Florida's, Florida's you know, you know their, their run's going to end here because that's usually how it goes. Florida could have won the Cup last year, sure. If Vegas, you know, started losing their minds and all that stuff. And obviously players get hurt because that kind of crap happens. But another thing is Vegas players didn't get hurt. And that helps. But um, the way Mark Stone completely ignored him, I was like, he's the first you know, leader of a team to just kind of let it go. And, um, and, uh, and also, yeah, I'll, I'll leave the whole trophy jinx crap somewhere else, but <laughs> Florida lost that one too. <laughs> but, uh, right there, I just knew, 
I just knew it. Vegas was going to win. Like, they weren't going to respond to uh, Matthews or Chuck like other teams did. And then they were going to just be the better team. You know, they were just going to be the better team. They were stacked. They're big. They're strong. And Vegas won the cup pretty easily. Pretty easily. Um, despite doing a Gophers in Game 3, <laughs> blowing a two-goal lead because they stayed back and didn't score anymore and all that, um, they recovered and won it all which I would like to believe the Gophers could have won a, a national championship if it was a seven-game series, too. But unfortunately, in college, it just doesn't work that way. With that said, I've babbled enough. Really want to thank all of you so much. Major shout-out, of course. I've mentioned Grease Assist many times, and, yep, keep mentioning them. Uh, MNW Prospects with uh, Pava Bonnet, um, Justin Bakke, Brandon Quast. You're all awesome people. Chad Walski, uh, Minnesota Wild Global. Scott Cavendish, Chad Walski, like I just mentioned, David Abraham, Kathy Maine, David and Chance Kostick, David and Chance Kostick, of course. Um, yeah. Apologize if I'm not remembering everybody. Uh, Michael Fick, of course. Uh, Patrick Turner of Minnesota Wild Nation coming on and out of Florida. Thank you so much. Love you. Absolutely love you and your page on Facebook as well. Um, with that said, thank every one of you so much for listening to the show. Don't be afraid to... Uh, Tweet away, hashtag BTWMN. I'm a nice guy. I'm not going to make fun of anything unless you won't like demand that I make fun of you or something. But I'm not going to do that. Uh, I love talking hockey very much. You, you can tell how much I enjoy this. I could go on all night, honest to God. Um, put a positive rating on Apple Podcasts if you could or any of the other apps that allow you to do so. Uh, again, share it. Tell your friends about it. We greatly appreciate it. Um, I mentioned Seth Tupol, Locked on Wild. Yep. Uh, with that said, thank you again for listening, and we will continue Minnesota Wild conversation as news breaks. Until next time, take care, and God bless. <laughs>